Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Let me get back into the word. I just wanted to send a few shout outs in addition to those of Pastor Bithray. So... We give thanks to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. This is big time stuff. Big time. This is big time. Says we give thanks to God. Thanksgiving is in there. Says praying always for you. The primary ministry of any believer or minister is prayer. Prayer. You will achieve more with prayer than all the WhatsApps, all the calls, all the complaints, all the advocacy. You, you do all of that. <coughs> that's the out-of-soil stuff. But they are, that's above ground. Preaching, this is above ground. Worship, all that we do in public is above ground. <clears throat> what determines what will go, how high what's above ground will go is what is below ground. Below ground, that's your prayer life. Prayer is the essential ministry. It's the ministry. Prayer is the ministry. Paul has never been to Colossus, but he's saying he prays always for them. Wow. Lord, say Lord, Teach me to pray. I think, I think we ought to be like the disciples. Think about it. The disciples never asked Jesus to teach them many things. You can't read the Gospels. Where else did they say, teach us this or that? Nothing. The one thing they asked him to do is teach us to pray. That's the only, as far as memory serves me, there may be other things, but that's the only request I remember the disciples making of Jesus in as far as being taught is concerned. Why? Because I think they looked at the life of Jesus. They looked at the results of Jesus and they knew that there is no way this guy was getting these results. The only secret was what? Prayer. So they quickly decided, if he can teach us how to pray, we will be able to get his results. The reason we don't do the things Jesus did in private is we don't do the things Jesus did, not rather in public, we don't do the things Jesus did in private. Is that all song we sang? Man of prayer, rise. Rise before the day dawn. This quarantine season is the best time to take a hold of your prayer life back. The Father is waiting to pour his love on you. So rise. Man of prayer, arise. Woman of prayer, woman of Prayer, arise, woman of prayer, arise, when? Before, before the day dawns, yeah, the Father, he is waiting to pour his love on you, 
fixed on your knees. Amen. <laughs> that family situation is going to be fixed on your knees. That ministry that seems to not be taking off. I mean, you've done all the promotion you can. <laughs> you can fix it on your knees. Just get down and pray. He says, praying always for you. And then he says, since we had of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. This part, every time I preach this text, this part tickles me to no end. <laughs> because it says, we had, Paul is in Rome. Rome is very far from Colossae. But he's like, Banange, the Lugambo of your faith reached us. <laughs> your faith is being talked about by everyone like we, we were minding our business in prison and then people came and started telling us, have you heard of the Colossians? Valena <laughs> faith. Now, you know that James says that faith without works is dead. So as you can imagine, people are not going to hear of your faith by you talking too much. There has to be some results that caused people to say, eh, have you heard of the people of worship harvest? Amen. <laughs> worship harvest. When they hear of us, what, what have people heard? What have they heard? Huh? The church of the XYZ. I remember many years ago, a friend uh, went to, in Ginger, they went to the bank and they were transacting on a Monday morning and, and the, and they had, I think, the church begins on Monday t-shirt. And the bank teller said, oh, you go to that church of rich people. Ha! When I had that thing, my son was excited. My friend, I would rather be known as a church of rich people yes. than a church of broke people. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Since we heard, of you, what have they heard about us? What are they going to hear about? What are they hearing about us now in this season? What are they going to hear about us in the future? For the Colossians, they heard about their faith. Child of God, you have to elevate your life to a point where... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Okay, let me finish this. So, you need to become big. You see, when, when they say the big man is coming, they are not talking about their impact on the weighing scale. No, 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 no. They are talking about their degree of influence. I was hearing a preacher preach this yesterday as I took my prayer walk, and he, he said that the human body, there is a limit to how much you can develop the human body. But there is no limit to how much you can develop the human spirit. Yeah. Like in the spirit, you can be, you can be, uh, let's think about it as a circle. You can be uh, two meters uh, radius. Like for you, spiritually speaking, if someone doesn't come within two meters, they don't feel anything. Wow. Oh. Yeah, like that's how big you are spiritually. Now, some people, it's even less, one foot. Like, unless they hug you, they feel nothing. 
But then there are people who can develop their spirit. I remember reading in that great book, God's Generals, of these guys who used to show up in a city before their preaching campaigns. And they would start praying somewhere in a room. <coughs> and people would start reporting to the police station with stolen items without ah, anyone preaching to them. To without anyone. People just say, I don't know why, but I stole this thing. I, I beg for forgiveness. I've brought it. That's called spiritual growth. Mama, mama. In the spirit, and you are directing affairs in Luzida. That is me. That is me. That's what I'm talking about. And don't. <laughs> my God, my God. Since we heard of your faith and your love, you, 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 you see, you see, bodily exercise profiteth a little. But spiritual exercise. What do you think happens when you're exercising spiritual? Why does he use that word spiritual exercise? It, Compare it to bodily exercise. You think you think that the guys who exercise bodily are like the guys who don't? I will not talk about who. <laughs> of course, the, the other guys are developed. In other words, also you can develop your human spirit to be big and powerful. Through exercising it. Until people start hearing of your faith. You see, the best way to live life is to live life big so that before you enter any room, you get there. You, you get there before you enter. Your, your spirit precedes you. Your reputation precedes you. By the time B3 comes, they're like, B3 is coming. Amen. B3 is coming. Mm. B is coming. Kakati. You can tell how much spiritual development you've been doing by how much anticipation <laughs> goes ahead of you. Yeah. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is you can start today. Amen. I remember reading this from Robert Beck to Heise's Facebook wall about a certain Catholic priest whose name I forget. When they had a, a charisma, Catholic charismatic conference in Bushenyi, uh, Kabale, Kabale, and this guy was going to minister there. This guy is known for his fasting lifestyle. They say at one point he used to fast like 100 days. <laughs> so this guy was supposed to go, according to the program, he was supposed to go on Tuesday to minister to those young. It was a youth conference. Young people, teenagers, secondary school campuses. He was supposed to go on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Then... Demon possessed people in the conference started telling people, Whoa, you guys, the, 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 the guman who is coming to torture us is not coming today. He's coming on Thursday. <laughs> <coughs> in the spirit world, the devil and his cohorts knew, knew. the guy is going on yeah, Thursday. Well, the people with the program knew he was going on Tuesday. Indeed, on Thursday, he showed up. Before he showed up, oh, but he showed up before he showed up. Wow. The demons started living in advance. Yeah. All the demon possessed people were screaming. People were getting healed before the guy arrived. Yeah. Say so that happens to me all the time. 
now, for me, that's the kind of ministry I would like to do. And, and look, I may not be where I, I, I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be, and I'm coming. I am coming, you people. Hmm? This is too much. Since we heard of your faith. So this guy, <laughs> while he's like in Intungamo, demons are flying in Kabali. And when he arrived, Mayhem. I'm reminded a friend tells me in those earlier days at Miracle Center during the Friday overnights, no one would need to tell you that Pastor Robert Kayanja had arrived. You would just see the spiritual activity. That's how you would know he's around. Timo. My brother. This gospel, we need to preach it like that with the power of God. Anyway. Uh, for now, allow me to tell other people's examples. You'll, I will tell you mine soon. <laughs> Since we heard of your faith, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your, Romans 1.8. Romans 1.8. Paul writing to the Romans. Romans 1.8. He says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Worship harvest. Even those who are not worship harvest who are watching me, body of Christ in Uganda. May that be our portion, that our faith is spoken of throughout the whole world, that people will say, the church in Uganda. Look, for now, our reference is still the, the East African revival, 1930s. Yes, we still sing the song. The time has come yes. for a new generation of God chasers, God seekers, whose faith in Uganda is going to be talked about. Look, we talked about the East African revival. We've talked about Bishop Festo Chivengere. People still talk, uh, talk about Festo Chivengere, yet he went to heaven many years ago. Uh, we've talked about the Robert Kayanjas of this world and others. It's time. It's time. For my faith, your faith to be spoken of all over the world. Colossians, let's go back to chapter 1, verses 5 to 6. 5 to 6. And it says, we, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints. And verse 5, it says, Because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard the, before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Look, look at that. The hope, because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before. Okay? Take care of the English. Of which you heard before. In the word of the truth of the the word of the truth of the gospel revealed to them heaven and all that is in heaven. Remember, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ. I'm not going to take that route because it's too long. I might go and not recover. But most people, when they read this, they think about heaven in future. No, 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 no. Heaven is not in future. Heaven is now. It's a matter of whether you're spiritually minded or carnally minded. But it has been laid up for you. 
That's why he says the carnal man does not receive the things of God. But the hope has been laid up for us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It has been laid up for us because we have the author of faith in us and yet we are in him. Christ in us, us in Christ, seated in the heavenly places in Christ. Just allow me pass it because it's not my main point. Truth of the gospel, next verse. Which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you had and knew the grace of God in truth. I'm going to make some quick analysis here. One, the gospel brings forth fruit. You, you have no capacity to produce good fruit. You try. You will soon reach your wit's end and start snapping at everyone and kicking the cart. Now you know things are bad when you're kicking the cart. <coughs> now, <coughs> I don't know when you don't have the cart what you kick. But you don't have the capacity. Paul writes and says that I know in me, in Romans 7, and says that is in my flesh, there's no good thing. Nothing good dwells in your flesh. You are incapable of producing godly fruit using fleshly effort. You cannot. But here is the good news. The gospel bears fruit. The gospel can bear so much fruit that you'll meet a man or a woman and say, is she the one? You'll be like Isaac. Like the, the, the body, the face. She's the one, but the, the results she's producing. We don't know her this way. Some of you, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Get into this word of God. God get into this gospel. And people who thought you'll not amount to much. Look, when a, a woman is pregnant, the first few weeks, no one can tell. Some of you are pregnant with destinies. Some of you are pregnant with billion-dollar businesses. Some of you are pregnant with ministries that are going to reach millions. Some of you are pregnant with songs that are going to be, uh, to be chart-toppers. Some of you are pregnant with books that are going to get the New York Times bestseller list. You're but look, you're the people who are, you are quarantined with in the house, they have no clue. So they can't give you the seat of honor. They can't make for you a cup of tea. You have to do everything for yourself because it's early days. But do not abort. Do not abort. Keep the baby <coughs> growing. When the fruit comes, soon there will be a bulge. Oh my goodness, I'm talking figuratively. Soon there will be a bulge. And people, will, you know what happens, Pastor Bithri, when there's a bulge? People start talking. People start talking. But they are talking when you've just manifested like 500 million. Well, oh my goodness, they are talking when you've just started healing headaches and malaria and COVID. Oh my goodness. Then they are talking. Why? Something is starting to manifest. But when you bring to full time, tell your neighbor I'm taking it to full time. 
I am going to bring forth fruit full time, full time, full time. The gospel brings forth fruit, 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 fruit. Look, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, give me Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and to salvation, to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Quickly speaking, for those who may not be familiar with these terms, let's say salvation is everything that Jesus purchased for us. Philemon verse 6 says that the communication of your faith might become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in Christ Jesus. That's salvation. Think about anything good that is in Jesus that he has given to us as an exchange. That's salvation. Salvation is not just fire insurance, hell escape, heaven access. No. Salvation contains prosperity, healing, Peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, wisdom, favor. All good things in you in Christ Jesus, that's salvation. Now let's assume that salvation is so precious that it's locked away in a vault. Because precious things are not left on the street. Go to any bank. The cash is not kept in the law, in the, in, in the, in the, at the reception, there is a, a there is a strong room. All valuable things are kept somewhere safe, and this is a mistake that a lot of Christians make. They think that uh, they think they are going to find gold on the surface. Gold is not on the surface. Gold is to be dug up. Okay, so let's say in the, it's in the strong room now. Look. Because it's in the strong room, it doesn't mean that for you to access it, you have to break the strong room. <laughs> this is not something heist. No. <laughs> it's only thieves who need to break into the strong room. The owners of the bank have the keys to the strong room. Now, let's say the salvation is in that strong room. The gospel is the key, is the access door to the room where this salvation thing is. That's why it says the gospel, take me back to Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but it is the power of God to salvation. It's through the gospel that you access salvation. And it's for everyone, no, not a few, everyone who believes all your joy is in there. Yeah, come on, people. All your healing is in there. All your cash is in there. All your wisdom is in there. <coughs> All your wisdom for that marriage is in there. All your wisdom for parenting is in there. All your wisdom for business is in there. All your uh, is in there. How do you open? How do you get in? The gospel. The gospel. What is the gospel? By now, if you are as keen as me, you want to know how do I get in? Give me the gospel, let me access it. The gospel is the grace 
of God. The gospel is the grace of Christ. The good news, the almost too good to be true news that sinners have been let off the hook. The gospel is God's grace. The unmerited, undeserved love and favor of God. Where grace is, you don't get what you deserve and you, you get what you don't deserve. You don't, look, you don't get what you deserve and you get what you don't deserve. You don't get the bad that you deserve for your failures and you get the good you don't deserve because of what Christ has done. Galatians 1. Galatians 1, 6 to 8 says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you, what? In the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. Another, it's not a gospel. It's not a gospel. If you turn away from the one who called you in the grace of Christ to something else, it's no longer a gospel. Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And says, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Acts 20, 24 says, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus. Now remember, what has Paul just said in Galatians? Take me back to Galatians. Take me back to Galatians. Take me back to Galatians. He says, uh-uh, give me verse 8, 8, 8. Even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach what? Any other gospel to you than what we have preached, which was our assignment, let him be a curse. So we find out quickly. What is it that Paul went about? Preaching. Uh-huh. None of these things move me. This is towards the end of his journey. Nor do I count myself dear to myself, my life dear, so that I may finish my race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus, to what? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. What is the gospel? It's the grace of God. That was the ministry Paul received. That's the message he preached. That's the one he's telling the Galatians, if anyone else preaches anything else, let him be accursed. Whatever else they are preaching is no gospel at all. It may sound correct. It may sound humanly right. It may be a good moral message. It may be a good moral lessons. But it is not the gospel. Yes, you should love your wife the way Christ loves the church. That's not the gospel. It's an instruction under the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel good. I feel, I feel good. I feel, uh, this, this is good. This is good. This is breakthrough for some people. Moreover, many of you have never heard me preach. Now you're hearing me for the first time. And you are wondering, what is this man saying? Listen. Listen. Those of you on radio, Spirit FM, you are with us live. Listen. Listen. They are going to give you a number at the end of this program. Call in. Send a text. Send a WhatsApp. Let us know that you are starting 
to understand this and stay with me for the next nine weeks. And I can guarantee you this gospel, like it did for the Colossians, is going to bear fruit in you. Some of you are going to be healed in your body. I've seen people healed. I've seen people stop using crutches without anyone praying for them, just hearing this gospel. I've seen people who are cohabiting go to the altar, get married, and have honorable messages, marriages, just hearing this gospel. I've seen broke people start to make money and become responsible citizens hearing this gospel. I've seen people who are on the edge of ending their marriages recover. Yeah, what, who am I talking about? Myself. Recover and enjoy a great marriage hearing this gospel. This gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I've seen people oh, who came in broken, abused, without any hope, thinking they are going to, to amount to nothing. One of my daughters, spiritual daughters, she's now doing Harvard what? I'm Harvard thing there. Business, Harvard business something class. Ah, but no! But hearing this gospel, I bless you, my daughter. I will not say your name because I want, I don't have permission to say your name. But you know yourself. I'm proud of you. I know what this, I look at your life and know I, what this gospel can do. This gospel, Banange. No, 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 no. I've seen people who had addictions for two decades plus just encountering this gospel and now they are preaching it. Addictions have been broken. This gospel, we've seen people. <coughs> who are confined to hospital rooms in ICU just because of this gospel. They've got out. They now live life abundantly. This gospel, we preach it with our lives because we've tasted and we are inviting you to taste and see that the Lord is good. Is good. He says to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. If this gospel is bearing fruit, is bringing forth fruit, if this gospel is the power of God unto salvation, it, we, it behooves us to know it, to stick to it, to receive it, to embrace it, to work according to it, and trust God for big things in this gospel. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. Give me Acts 20, 32. Acts 20, 32. No, I've just finished. Yeah, 20, 32. 20, 32. 20, 32. Just to show you a glimpse of what that old man used to say. A glimpse of what this gospel can do. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. This is the same preacher, Paul. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Bible. The word of his grace, <laughs> which is able to build you up. It's not just any word. 
no, no, no. He's not commending you to the whole of Leviticus and Numbers. No, no, no. All of that is the word of God, by the way. The law is holy and just and good. But it's useful if one uses it lawfully according to First Timothy chapter 1. But he says, I commend you to the word of his grace. For why, why, why? This is Paul's almost dying wish to the Ephesian church. Remember, in all his journeys, the place where he did the greatest work was Ephesus. Those three years in the whole of Tyrrhenius, which sent the gospel to all of Asia. So even when he was on his journey to Jerusalem, knowing he was going to be imprisoned, he had to pass by Ephesus. In fact, he went somewhere else, then he walked to Ephesus. And then from Ephesus, he boarded the ship. And they were all weeping as he got onto that ship, knowing they would never see him again. These are his last words to his, the church that was closest to his, to his, to his heart. If, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go and read the book of Ephesians. The, 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 there is no book with as deep revelation as uh, Ephesians, as far as Paul's writings are concerned, as far as I am concerned. So this is, he's telling, I it's like, this is after he has won, he's telling them, after I'm gone, wolves will come, people will come, they will try to promote themselves, to make a name for themselves, they will abuse the church, they will do this. And he says, I commend you to God and to this specific thing, the word of his grace. This is like a, a guy who will never see you again. And it's like, if you keep this, everything else will be sorted. And he says, what, what about it? He says, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. That's the power of the gospel. It's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. That's why Paul recommended it. Romans 5, 17 says that those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. It's not, it's not they shall barely make it through. So I want to ask you, are you reigning? Because anytime you find that you are not truly reigning in life, it is possible that there is insufficient supply of the word of his grace to you. It is possible that you have considered many other messages which sound correct and humanly wise, but they are not the word of his grace. And as a result, you're malnourished. You're keeping all the rules, but you're malnourished. You're angry. You're annoyed. You're angry at God. You expected him to have done certain things by now. You are angry at God about your marriage. You're angry at God about your finances. You're angry at God about what's going on in your body. You're angry at God about the loss you see around you. But the person you're angry at has given you specific instructions. It's a bit like the doctor gives you the medicine you put it aside, you don't take it, then when your disease gets worse, you get angry at the doctor. What is the doctor to do? Because it's very clear. 
the word of his grace. It's able to build you up. Oh, I'm staying too long here. But anyway, you, you understand the idea. The truth of the gospel, which, is, which has come to you and is bringing forth fruit. As you also have learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the spirit. Verse 9, for this reason we also... Since that day we had it. Had about what? Your faith and love for all the saints. Since that day we had it, do not cease to pray for you. Prayer comes up again. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Do not cease to pray for you. Do not cease to pray for you. Corriton Boom, the great Dutch church leader, who led through Second World War. It is some of you probably now don't know about her, but she was a she was a spiritual heavyweight on the planet a few decades ago. She asked the question: Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Is prayer the thing which you're like, okay, it looks like we are stuck. We are not going anywhere. We've, we've called so-and-so. We've called so-and-so. They also doesn't have the money. Then so-and-so doesn't have the connections. So-and-so, eh. So-and-so is also grassy. So-and-so, I told you I'm only woofer. Eh, okay, let's pray. <laughs> so is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Of course, the idea is it should be your steering wheel. Martin Luther said, Martin Luther, the great, great reformer out of whom came all these Protestant denominations, says, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. That's quoting Martin Luther verbatim. I have so much to do, I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. No wonder he accomplished what he did. Yeah. Aye, aye. Oswald Chambers, the great the great Scottish minister, Oswald Chambers, who wrote my, the devotion of my atmosphere is highest, arguably the best devotion out there. He says, prayer is not preparation for the work. Prayer is the work. <laughs> uh, Charles Allen, I, 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 I saw this and I thought, I, this, 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 some of you who don't know all the others, uh, this, this one should grab your, 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 your attention. Charles Allen said, if your knees are shaking, kneel on them. <laughs> if your knees are shaking, kneel on them. Don't be fearful. Don't let your knees shake. Kneel on them and pray. Acts 6.4, the apostles said this, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will not allow ourselves to be distracted by all that else needs to be done. We know our responsibility. Colossians 4, to continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Honestly vigilant. Oh, we, we, in this lockdown, can you describe your prayer life as honest, vigilant? Gerimune thanksgiving. The only prayer you're praying is for food. Lord bless the meal in Jesus' name. Amen. Your prayer life a wedding. 
until the next meal. No, no, no. Uh, child of God, I would like to propose to you that's not sufficient for a person who wants to be big in spirit. That's not sufficient for a person who wants to impact affairs in another country while you're still in the country where you are. That's not sufficient. Prayer for food is not sufficient. So the, the first word is there is what? Continue. In others, the assumption you are already doing it. <laughs> I'm preaching better than you're listening. Continue how? Honestly. Why do they say honestly? Because there are going to be distractions. There are going to be all sorts of reasons for you not to pray. No one ever needs to do anything honestly if it's in a state of Kassar and Ghetto. No, 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 no. Look, if you not ride a bicycle and you're going downhill, there is nothing honest about it. All you have to be is balanced. Just balance and you go. Because bicycles are in vogue right now. Everyone is riding one to try to go to the next place to buy sugar. So, but, but, but my friend, when you reach the valley and now the hill is coming up, ah, oh, Continuing honesty is about to be required. And it says being vigilant. 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 Vigilant removes the idea of being nice. And ah, me, I'm vigilant. Be three. Vigilance has just attacked me at another level. <laughs> I don't know, you might see me here, but I'm vigilant. Don't doubt my vigilance. Oh, my friend. That's not going to cut it. Now, don't think I've gone into works. No, I've not gone into works. I'm in the grace of God right now. I'm giving you the tips of how you're going to make this grace of God you've received bear fruit so that it's, you, you, it's not... It, it, Continue as honest in prayer. Ah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so back to Colossians 1 9. <clears throat> wow, all of this is about 1 9. Take me back to Colossians 1 9. It says, For this reason, we also since that we had nurses to pray for you and to ask. Okay, this, this is very important. The very important part has reached, I told you, around verse 9. We'll wade into 8 9. We'll get it to see us up. Now is the time, even though we are about to close and to ask that you may be filled, filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let me propose to you that you are not an accidental blob that's roaming the earth, that you just somehow ended up being born where you were born to the parents you were born to, and going to the places you went to, and somehow, now, look, the, you were created for a purpose. God knew you before you were born, as he tells Jeremiah. He, he knew, you, he, he says that you were created, he says that, uh, that we may walk, that, that the works of God for your life and my life, he prepared them beforehand. Whatever it is, if you are filled with another of his way, whatever it is you're doing now, God prepared deep before. I know that before I was born, God prepared that I would lead this church in this season. That I would be doing what I'm doing now. I know that. You know how I know that? 
For me, there is no Monday, Friday, Saturday. Every day I wake up, I have to be disciplined about taking rest. Because now that's the danger. Like, I'm so into it, I can't stop. Now, if you are groaning, trying to get out of your bed at 11 a.m. on a Wednesday, it is likely you're not filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It's likely you're not doing what you were born to do. So I would like to suggest to you that you, you were created for a specific purpose. You were created for a specific He knew you before you were born. He knew that you were born to accomplish what you were born to accomplish long before you were conceived. Before your parents fell in love, God had already decided in such and such a year, in such and such a place, this person is going to accomplish this, 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 that. The point is, do you know it? Because it's not enough for God to know it if you don't know it. Because if God knows all these plans for you and you know nothing about it, guess what? It's not going to come to pass. That's why he says that you should be filled you see this cup, it has some water. But it's not filled. That means that there's the option of adding other things. When this cup is filled, there is no room for anything else. This word is very specific to a few people who are watching me. This is not even for your neighbor. This is not for your neighbor. Don't even shout preach it preacher. This is not a preach it preacher moment. This is a holy moment for some individuals. Some individuals. You see, men are drowning in the shallow waters of purposelessness. They are filling it up with drink, smoke, sex, and it's not working. And you're wondering, why am I drinking water when it's a shallow well? Why am I drowning in shallow water? Lack of purpose. For the people who are purposeful, even if the water was deep, they can figure out how to float and swim. But without purpose, you'll drown in shallow water. My brother, my brother, my brother, I'm seeing men especially. Men, men, men. Don't drown in shallow water. Find purpose. Be filled with the knowledge of his will. Think about it. Think about it. He's talking about being filled. That means there is no room left for any other kind of knowledge of any other will. So if according to his word, his will for you is to be healed. <laughs> his will for you is to be joyful, to be prosperous, to be holy, to be set apart, to be a loving husband, to be a respectful wife, to be an honorable citizen. To, <laughs> to, if that's his will. How can you consider the options? You can only consider the options if you're not filled with the knowledge of that will. But when you're filled with the knowledge of the will, of the fact that by his stripes you are healed, you have no room to consider the alternative. Yeah. 
Those who consider the alternative, it's because they've got a little bit of word in there and then there's a lot of unbelief for them to fill in with whatever Google has to say. Ah, filled with the knowledge of his will. Sisters, come. Otherwise, I, will not, I need to go. Filled with the knowledge of his will. How? In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You see, there is carnal understanding and there is spiritual. The understanding of the world is down of self-advancement, self this, self that, self the other. As long as it starts with self. Self-help, self-love, self Self, self, self is carnal. Spiritual understand. Let, let me, as this, as this, as this, or some ladies come. Let me share with you something about spiritual understanding. That's very interesting. The world, the, the kingdom of God, is the op- exact opposite of how the world operates. It's the exact opposite of how the world operates. The kingdom of God. You see, the world is about, so for example, in the world, if you want to get something, you go get it. In the kingdom, if you want to get something, what do you do? You give it. (laughs) Spiritual understanding. In in the world, if you want to lead, you, you campaign, you get ahead of everyone. You stand at the front of the line, so you see who can line up behind you. In the kingdom, if you want to lead, you take the towel, you serve. That's spiritual understanding. In the world, if you want, if, if you want to, if you want love, you go looking for it. In the kingdom, if you want love, you love. Ah, you die to live. In the kingdom, the, the, the way to life is death. The way to power is surrender. Think about that. The way to power is surrender. How can that be? Like, like the most powerful thing you'll ever do with your life is to surrender it. That's spiritual understanding. And it says in verse 11 that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. In other words, once you understand all these things, once you understand this gospel, the knowledge of his will, being filled with it by the word of God, where do you find the knowledge of his will? It's in the word. It's in the word. Get you version. That should be the app you press the most on your phone. It says, as a result, you will walk worthy of the Lord. You will be fully pleasing him. Moreover, not halfly. Fully pleasing him. I know that English is not there. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Next verse. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering. With joy, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Friends, that is the gospel. Sisters, what, what says that? Mm, feedback. Feedback. I've just been thinking about the, where you began exercising the, our faith being hard about and how we, we have to exercise faith for that to happen mm. and I feel like you've landed it so well because how do I exercise my faith? I have to be filled with the knowledge because it's so contrary what the, 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 the life of faith is so contrary to the natural world that if I'm not filled with the knowledge of God 
of the will of the Father, there is no way I can, I can exercise faith because faith is based on knowledge. Yeah. So then I must have the knowledge and then also the friendship with God which is in the place of prayer for those two, those two things to happen. Then exercise out of that place then I exercise and the fact that the gospel bears fruit. Wow. Wow. And you are so loud. So you know I was thinking and I was of course my uh, carnal mind carnal mind uh, was going to a place of how do I get to that point where I'm exercising? What things do I need to do? And I realized that if I fill myself with the knowledge of God, it will happen without me even knowing. Okay? The reason I'm able to do earthly things without even realizing is because I've filled myself. You know, I know, you know, this is how I brush my, I can brush my teeth, you know, without looking. I know. Driving. Driving. Yeah. I, I don't think about it. You know, you're just driving, you know, that's why people drive and talk on the phone, not a good thing, but you do it so unknowingly that you're doing it. And that when you fill yourself with the knowledge of God, you find yourself serving, you find yourself loving, you find yourself being filled with more knowledge without trying, without trying. And I love it that I have been qualified to be a partaker of that. It comes, because straight away I was thinking, ha, how do I be deliberate? <laughs> and then I realized, no, 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 no. All I need to be deliberate about is filling myself with the, knowledge. with the knowledge. And then all these things just sort of supernaturally, naturally happen. Yeah. Can you give, give me verse 11? Because Pastor Bithri touched on something there. Give me verse 11. Verse 11. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. You know the thing you said that, here's the thing. Once you start living the faith life, that's how you, when you're going to find out how down right side, how, how upside, upside down, down the world is. Yes. yes. Seriously. Yes. Like, that's when you're going to find how many carnal Christians, oh. believe people, are in the world. They're going to attack you, literally. Yes for trying to live a life yes, of faith. Yes. And that's why you, 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 when you feel this whole living according to patience, that's why you need to be strengthened with all might oh, yeah. according to his, his glorious power. For what? For, for all patience and, and long suffering with joy. joy. <laughs> you see, most people think tolerance is patience. They, I have been patient with him. No, you've been tolerating. How you know it is patience is there is joy. The difference between tolerance and patience is joy. When you're joyful and you're like, don't worry. You know why I was confessing that I'm a disease prison from January when we didn't know there was going to be COVID. Don't worry. You know why I'm saying I was an economic power in January when we didn't know that businesses would be shut down. Yes. Don't worry. You like you are abused. You are you have to stick with it. Yes. Hold fast. Strengthen. Strengthen. With all might. With all might, according to the glorious power of God, so that you have staying power. Because when you start living by faith, the world comes. 
squarely against you and start pushing. All the contrary evidence will come. When you start declaring that you are an economy powerhouse, it will come in your wallet, the contrary evidence. All the contrary evidence, when you start declaring your disease-free zone, will come in your body. All the contrary evidence will come. But man, when you are filled with the knowledge of his will, you are like Abraham, you do not consider. He said he did not consider his body. He did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. You don't consider the things you see with your eyes because of the things you've seen in the word of God. So my friend, we are going to pray for you. We are here for you. We are going to minister to you. By the way, we have lots of testimonies from the last Sundays as we've prayed. Lots of restoration, healings. Uh, These are real testimonies from people who have no reason to lie. So, <laughs> just I'm just telling you this. I don't need to tell it to you, but I'm telling it to you so that you can raise your anticipation. You're going to be healed today. Yes. If you're filled with the knowledge of His will, that what God has put together, let no man put, put asunder. asunder. Then you don't have the option of considering yes. separation and divorce because you're filled. You're filled yeah. with the knowledge of you. You're not considering the contrary circumstance of the behavior of your spouse mm. because you're filled. You're filled. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.